Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash The Gamer's Advocate. The Gamer's Advocate. Target acquired. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of the Gamer's Advocate. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I'm Bill. Hey, Jack's back again. How's everybody doing out there? They can't answer because we're recording this ahead of time. Oh man, why don't you tell me that? I mean, they can't have been recorded in a live studio. They'll be talking to themselves if they do. I hope everyone had a great week since the last time we spoke to all of you. And now we have a theme song. Yeah, very own. We like it. Yes, we do. And a big shout out to Jesse, a.k.a. One Stop Panda Drop, who provided us with that lovely, lovely theme song. He's been working on that for a while, so thank you very much, uh, Jesse, for all your hard work. Sounds yeah, great. thanks, Jesse. Yeah, it's we, good. And we look forward to hearing a lot more from that man, because that boy got skills. To pay the bills. And now on to some more exciting things. We've had some great entries into our contest that we're going to be revealing shortly for our favorite gaming moment, so we really appreciate everyone sending those in. But before we get into that, we just want to mention that, yes, we are on iTunes, and hopefully you're listening to us there and you've subscribed to us and all that good stuff. And if you want to follow anything that's going on in the Gamers Advocate, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, and you can find that all on our website. And as always, if you want to be a part of the show, Email us at podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Okay, we got that all out of the way. Let me just say, I don't appreciate all the comments because I wanted the $20. <laughs> and and now we're, not giving giving it. It, we're giving it away to somebody. Jack spoiler is not alert. getting it. Jack yeah. does not get it. We, we didn't even make it two minutes and you said spoiler alert already. Spoiler, take a drink. Every time I say spoiler, you have to take a drink now. Or we get called out for spoilers. I don't like being associated with alcoholics now. It's a drink a Don't week. listen to any of the other yeah. episodes then. <laughs> yeah. We've been saying, like, take a drink, but we meant, like, water, wheatgrass, Gatorade. Yeah, be healthy. Hydrate. I meant vodka. Just stay well Just so we're clear. While you're listening to this, you can get your sweat on. I bet people, you know, exercise while they listen to this. So, you know, I don't, I don't want any dehydration. Exactly. So In, stay healthy. Unless you're driving, then don't you drink vodka. Smoke meth. It's much easier to cover Don't up. listen to him. He's a jerk. <laughs> anyway, back on to gaming, which is why I'm sure you all came here. What have we been playing since the last episode? Let's kick it off with Jack. He's been playing a game that has been extremely, extremely popular. It's uh, something to do with mining and crafting. You know how he always goes with these spoiler alerts? But then when you actually want him to say what it is, then he just starts dropping hints. You just can't can't make me. What what made you get into Minecraft after it's been talked about forever? Drop a hint. None of your business. (laughs) I don't have to talk on this show if I don't want to. Uh, yeah, you do. Okay. This right. taser says you do. Don't don't hit me. They'll put me in the corner again. All right. So, yeah, I played uh, Minecraft for the weekend. Uh, for the 360, I know PC gamers are going to kill me, but uh, I know it's better and more complex and, like, the same price for the PC, but... Have you played on the PC before? No, but I, I've looked a lot into the Minecraft and, and all that, so I know about it. I've watched plenty and plenty of videos about it. It's super cool on the PC, and, you know, they did the recreation of the Starship Enterprise. They've done whole cities. They've done everything you can imagine. They put it in blocks. So it, <laughs> it's an awesome game. Uh, I got it for the 360 because my friend was bugging me to get it, and uh, it's fun on the 360. It's the The world's a lot smaller, though. It's more simplistic. 
there aren't as many add-ons yet. I mean, I guess they'll keep patching it and put more stuff on there, but um, it's cool if you're, you know, just casually want to play some Minecraft and you don't want to fire up the PC. I think the reason why we're so against PC gaming, not to say that we're against it, but I got to stare at a PC all day, and the last thing I want to do is turn on another computer and play a game on. When I was a kid, fine, I'd be on the, I'd be on the computer all day after school. But nowadays, when I go home, since, I don't so want to. Since last week, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want like a screen melting screen. That's really all our lives have talked. That's really all our lives have come to though is screens. That's I, all we I look do at. Agree with, I agree with that I'm actually. T- yeah, but the computer has like a different feel than the TV. You know yeah. what I mean? And a console controller in your hand. I don't want to like tap, type on a keyboard. And I said screen melting screens, but I meant brain melting <laughs> screen. Even though my ma- brain is melted, and you can tell, but I agree with that. When I first got my laptop, it was I wanted to do this and see what kind of games I get for it. But when I come home from that work now, I just I don't even want to open the stupid thing. Yeah, but would you say I don't know? I don't know how long you played for. You said like a few hours or something like that. I played from like nine thirty. I started at nine thirty, and I played until actually like one thirty in the morning. So it kept it kept pretty entertaining to keep me awake and yeah, keep I'd, me going. I'd say on a scale from one to ten, like quick. How would you rate the Xbox version or just the game itself? Actually, I have to give it like a like a seven point five, kind of kind of low because it is it is twenty bucks. You can get the PC game uh, for the same amount. Um, and plus, you can get an indie game called Castle Miner Z on uh, the Xbox 360, which I think is it's fun. It's more fun and more entertaining because you get like guns and there's like zombies and stuff. And Minecraft people don't hate me, but try Castle Miner Z. It's a buck fifty in gamer points versus twenty dollars. Um, that sin- that tends to be less. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if, you if, if I got out. my science right. Uh, get your hands out. Start counting. One. I can only count it. Yeah. Well, anyway, doing some more complex math, if you take 150 and you multiply it by 10, you get $15, which is how much you can get Journey for. And our very own Bill has finally finished that game. Yeah, I finally finished Journey, and the funny part was, once I actually started playing it, I didn't realize how close to the end I really was already, so it only took about an hour. Um, fantastic game. Loved it. It's it's just like not like anything else out there. It's It's very original. You played the whole game beginning and end in an hour? No, 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 no. No, I picked up where I'd left off before oh, okay. and, and played. I mean, the, the, game, rest of, the rest of it took about an hour. The game's about two hours long, two and a half hours. It's yeah. extremely short. But it's it's not one of those games that's too short. Like that, you don't the, feel the length off. is perfect. Not at all. Yeah. And it's actually funny because Bill was sick last week, so I didn't know that he was finishing it. And I actually went back into Journey to get some like screen captures and also to try and get the white robes. Which, in Journey, one of the few things that I can mention without spoiling anything is, like, your character can kind of jump and fly. And the white robes are something you get when you get a special achievement, and it makes you fly longer. And it's a pretty awesome feeling. Oh, the the end of that game, I don't want to spoil anything if, if people haven't played it, but you get to a certain point where you kind of think, uh-oh, and then something happens that kind of propels the ending of the game, and, and it is fantastic. Yeah, like I said, I highly recommend this game to anyone who's ever played a game, or who hasn't. Uh, like me. <laughs> kind of leaves it open for everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I actually, actually I agree with that completely. Yeah, it's just it's uh, it's a game that it's very unique. Yeah, for people out there, if they don't know, we recommend games to people. We need to recommend it to you because you haven't even played it yet. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, but this over this week, I've played not nothing too much. Like I played a little more Journey. Like I said, I played some more. Far Cry, Halo, all that stuff, but 
I actually played an iOS game that was very fun called Joe Danger. Came out on XBLA, and this is how a console game translated to a handheld game needs to be done. Like, they reworked the system, and they made it very touch-friendly, and, like, the production values are through the roof, and it's two ninety nine, and it's it's incredible. It's extremely, extremely worth it. But really, last week, I was just waiting for the release of Tomorrow in the new Devil May Cry. You know what I noticed you didn't mention playing at all? What's that? Wii U. Oh, I actually did play Wii U. You're a liar. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. There was, a de- there was a demo for Zombie U. It's all lies. And I actually tried it, and... It sucks. Yeah, it wasn't that great. <laughs> nice. No, my question is, when the devil cries, is it like tears of fire? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> See, and you tried to stop me from the Star Wars joke, and I know that's what you were going to do. I would have thrown oh, something at you just now. But I, uh, tears of fire. Reviews? That sounds like a, this is like an emo band. <laughs> it was too good. <laughs> reviews the reviews have been coming out for this game, and they have been overwhelmingly positive. And just so you know, it's 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 the game that's, that's reimagining the Devil May Cry franchise by a developer named Ninja Theory. And they made Heavenly Sword and... Also sounds like an emo band. It's a good emo band. <laughs> Actually, so does Devil May Cry. I know. Heavenly Sword and Enslaved. So they got a damn good pedigree and I say check it out, which I'm excited to tomorrow. And we'll have some impressions shortly. Or they're just bad porns. Yeah. Heavenly Sword. <laughs> but you know what? Enough of this. Enough of this talk. Let's get to our contest and let's announce this winner. The person who has our favorite gaming moment. And it was close. It was close. There was a couple of them, actually, that uh, that we really, really talked over and, and battled with. I mean, they were all good. Everybody that sent one in, they were all great. But there was really two that just jumped out more than more than the rest. Yeah, and let's just say, for the record, the runner-up I picked, and I got overruled by these two over here. So. Oh, but it was but it, not by much. It was close. It was close. But I think... I thank everyone for actually participating. You know, we appreciate it. You know, we always like your comments. So, uh, here we go. Da, 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 da. Uh, first, I'm going to read the runner-up. The runner-up was from a very, very, very uh, uh, great contributor to the show many times over, my friend Mike Grimm. And, Mike, it was so close, buddy. Yours was great. And I'm going to read what he wrote. He wrote, me, my mom, sister, and my best friend were playing Mario Kart on the N64. My mom was getting taunted by my best friend with them whispering over her shoulder, saying, You suck, you suck, repeatedly. My mom, after a few minutes, turned around and decked him with a solid hook. We were all pretty shocked, then all of us started laughing. Mario Kart was fun for the whole family. Mike, your mom sounds awesome, by the way. That's too cool. I love it. That is awesome. I mean, usually you have to fight with your mom to play your video games, but you're not actually fighting, fist fighting (laughs) with mom while playing. I mean, that's just a whole other level. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, like I said, Mike, that was a great story, and it was so close between these two. But we had the we had to give the winner to Michael Cottle, and his story kind of relates to Bill a little bit because the first time he ever was playing the original Resident Evil, a group of about four of them were playing, and they thought they were tough, so they turned out all the lights. And at the very moment that the dogs crashed through the window, that iconic scene, his na- his neighbor's German Shepherd busted through the fence just outside the window chasing the cat, and they all just freaked out and ran for the light switch. And I could just picture that in my head, like four little guys just playing this game and being all scared and then hearing it in real life and just screaming and running all over the house. And and that was one of the moments that I chose really as, as my gaming moment that stuck with me as well too. So it it really did stick with me because, I mean, even to this day, even the newer Resident Evil games, anytime you see a hallway, the first thing that comes through my mind is something's going to jump out, just something's going to jump through a window and, 
especially through Resident Evil 4, there's a lot of corridors where there is a window there, and you're just waiting for it, and it all comes back to that game and that moment. I ain't scared of no ghost. Yeah, that's what you say now in a well-lit room. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did play Resident Evil as a kid, and I remember, you know, you grab that controller, and your hands start sweating, and you start, you know, start looking around, and you're like, well, i got to turn on the lights. Or you want to play with a buddy, because... That could have been asthma, though. Could, yeah, right. I have medical issues. <laughs> yeah, so thanks, Mike, for that. That entry. It was a great story, and we'll be in contact soon so we can get you that wonderful $20 gift card of your choice. And also, you inspired us for this week's Devil's Advocate segment, because today we're going to be debating the survival horror game versus the more action-adventure type, which has been a trend in the industry of like Resident Evil and all these games trying to be more like Call of Duty. So, there's a little hint of things to come. A.K.A. where Resident Evil has gone wrong. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks, uh, thanks once again, everybody, for participating. And we'll have more contests sprinkled throughout the weeks. And we just, we just appreciate it. And like we said before, we want to give back to all you guys because you make this show possible and we do this for you. So thanks. All right, moving on. Next subject. Even though I'm, I'm bitter because the other mic didn't win. But, uh, you, know, you lose. I guess, I guess we're moving on. we won't talk about that. How upset I am. But we will talk about a section that makes me laugh because <laughs> I'm calling it the Kitty Corner. Because yeah, and that's a good name for this. <laughs> because hey, Bill didn't even called. want to talk about this, but oh, I needed to put it in. Garbage is over. <laughs> all right. All right. It's okay. I mean, I, I'm with Adam, too. I mean, we're, we're shouting out to the kids here a little bit. Uh, there's a new Pokemon coming out. And you remember, uh, I remember back in the day, there was, there was the red and the blue Pokemon. They were good games. I really enjoyed it. You know, got to catch them all, blah, blah. I'm over it now, but apparently there's new Pokemons coming out, X and Y. They're the first fully 3D Pokemon games. Have they done the rest uh, of the alphabet? Of course, with the new... They, this is actually, this is actually the first one that's not a color. It's always colors. This is the first oh, wow. non-color. Well, yeah, X and Y. I mean, I, I guess that's a, you know... You get it. You get it. X and Y dimensions. Why don't they put Z in there too? But no. But what's really important is that this is truly the first fully 3D Pokemon. They've been doing 3D games of other games for years. I know, but Pokemon has kind of got even good games. Pokemon has kind of gotten the rut of being kind of the same with just new Pokemon (laughs) and new areas and things like that. But obviously, they've been selling well. So why fix what isn't broken? I know. I got excited for 3D Pokemon like. I don't know, like 20 years ago when 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 it was actually relevant because if you remember back in the day, if you were in our generation, Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Stadium, you thought those were going to be the 3D Pokemon with the N64 and that time that would have been great. Now, I mean, I don't know. I I'm sure a lot of kids and stuff just like we were talking about the Wii uh, the Wii U, Mario, Pokemon's another one. You know, I don't know what else the kids are into because you know we're just a bunch of old farts here now. But uh, they're into like Yu-Gi-Oh and and I I don't know Naruto. card card training Naruto, Naruto and all that all that stuff. Yeah, but this this is exciting because this kind of these kind of games. Hopefully, I mean I'm not saying it will, but I'm gonna give it a shot because I want it to to be one of those games that brings the kid out of me. <laughs> you guys got any? It could uh, be a guilty pleasure, you know. Whatever. You guys yeah. got any breaking My Little Pony news or Strawberry hey, Shortcake? Hey, anything hey, like that? I like playing Barbie Horse Adventure, and you can't stop me. And I kind of hope, I kind of hope it does for the I'm Halo. I'm buying you that game. I'm buying it for you. I hope <laughs> I, I, I'll play it until my eyes bleed. 
We'll do a preview, preview. Yeah, preview, preview. <laughs> Barbie's Wars Adventure coming soon. Yeah, but I, God, I hope. It's gonna happen, man. <laughs> I swear to God. I hope this this kind of does for the Halo franchise what Halo Four did because yeah, after Pokemon, I think Gold and Silver. It's just like I can't keep doing this. It's just enough is enough. But this looks like a a real great addition and something that will be really different and exciting. And for those of you who don't know, Gold and Silver is like, what, like 10 years old like now? That, yeah. It's really old. Copper and taupe? Copper, Maybe yeah. like a I mean, they, they just put like colors. Like, here, kids, here's another color of a game. We want more of your money. What about lavender and, and then And then all they, did, all they did to mix it up is they changed it just a little. The mechanics and everything were totally the same. It was pretty bad. And now... We have listed here, they have new characters coming in, like Froakie and Fenkin and Chespin <laughs> oh and Yivital. And <laughs> yeah, we actually, we were at, we, we always, like we, we said before, we always go to Chipotle before our, our show for like a little meeting, and we Jack and me were just reminiscing on all of like Charmander and Charizard and Snorlax and Mewtwo, and Bill was just, <laughs> Bill was just sitting there like cracking up, like what is this? I can't believe we're all these names. These are like, these are like, they were like the... If you remember back in the day, they thought they were like little evil gods, and you're like your parents didn't want you like playing these games because what are all these weird creatures that you're constantly hooked to? Pretty and much any stupid name you can think of is probably a Pokemon. It's, is it's there a, a Funyun? Yeah, exactly. There, you got a Funyun? It's Funyunmon <laughs> with electric uh, tentacles. I did like Chin Pokemon on South Park. Chin po- that was pretty badass. That was actually pretty accurate of how like crazy it was and. You know, it's, it's Pokemon is just huge. It I mean, got, it's insane. Yeah, it did go crazy. And, and also, another important thing to note is usually these games come out in Japan first, and we have to wait about a year, year and a half for them to come out. But these games are coming out for the 3DS in October. On, they come over on canoes. That's why they do. <laughs> they come over on Lapras. Anyone? Hey, uh, hey, I just <laughs> nice. you know while we're on the subject, you guys like uh, getting any new Beanie Babies or anything oh or something? I used to have so many Beanie Pale Babies. Kids. We used to have Beanie Baby Wars in my basement. It was epic. That's disturbing. I I still have my buddy. My buddy. Oh, hey, hey. A kid sister. You should keep your buddy over Cabbage, there, too. <laughs> Cabbage Russell. I don't even want to see it. Oh, Let's yeah, just so go that's... back. Let's just go back to the past. <laughs> if I could only go back, I'd win the state. <laughs> so that's a, that's exciting news, and I know Bill is just having like a seizure over there, so we're just oh, going to stop I'm this. I'm just waiting for the stretch Armstrong. We are. Game. We're going to move on to section two of our kitty section, just kitty to corner. keep it going. Oh, kitty corner, excuse me. Right. <laughs> the next... <laughs> sorry, Bill. The next franchise to be legoized has been announced <laughs> lego this is like torture this is awesome lego marvel superhero well, and we also should preface this but i know a lot of adults who play the lego games and maybe the pokemon i don't know as many as that the lego games i can live with man lego okay all right but not like i'm not like going to charmander I'm not gonna buy it. squirtle and squirtle? onyx squirtle <laughs> squirtle they got war turtle and it's name squirtle it's blastoise you get blastoise with squirtle Wait, and then you get, then you have to take a Snorlax. Wait, hold on. Is Squirtle by chance a lady from Whitehall? <laughs> no. Ouch. <laughs> so anyway, it is just, a water-based people Pokemon. all over the country, Whitehall is a dirty part of Columbia. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry, Whitehallians. We love you. <laughs> anyway, sure back to, back to Lego before we make some more enemies. <laughs> So yeah, this one this is this is exciting because we've had Lego Batman and a lot of the DC characters. So this could be a step into having like a full Marvel vs DC Lego game because obviously like this game's gonna have over a hundred characters and have an open world New York City and go into space. So if if they can make a game that's a crossover between these two and you have all these famous characters, that could be pretty pretty fun. I got I gotta admit I had written off uh, Legos and Lego games. Me because too. I when I was seven. Right. 
Well, when I played like I played the Lego Star Wars, and that was pretty entertaining, but it just seemed like more of the same. But now that you know, talking with Adam actually, and how it's an open sandbox, and how you get a ton of characters and you get to mess around, you know, I might I might give it a whirl actually, because you know it might be fun to. You might give it a whirl. Huh? I might give it a whirl. You know, <laughs> spinning around a little you know, bit, see you what know, happens. You know, play with these kids. You know, they go to box social, yeah, I mean, Lego and music, and you know what else I got going on? They go to the dance. You know, get a diet Pepsi and. You know, no. Go to the go to the soda now, jerk. Now it's fountain. crystal meth and pregnancy. Yeah, that's the new thing the oh, kids are into. Oh, how the times have changed. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean these these games uh, like Lego Batman Two was very well received, and it's 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 cool to see that. It's always fun to see because like these games always take beloved franchises and put the spin on it, and it makes it makes it fun. So basically, just to clarify, I'm a big man, and I want to play with my Legos in a big sandbox, and I want to be Superman while I'm doing it. Well, thank you for that. But you know what? <laughs> I think it's time to move away from our first ever kitty corner. So Last Bella can ever join kitty it. corner. Well, <laughs> no, we're, we're doing it every week. We talked week. about the Wii enough that that was kind of just like <laughs> yeah, kitty friendly. Yeah, I thought friendly. that was a kitty corner. We're actually, we're actually going to rename <laughs> the Gamer's Advocate to Kitty Corner and only talk about Pokemon. It's uh, been a pleasure, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to go shoot myself in the face. So we're going to talk about something a little more... Advanced, I guess I could say. Tech- technologies, yeah, technology. As, as I'm sure a lot of you Science know, machines. CES is, was last week, <laughs> or and a Kess. lot of a lot of yeah, or Kess, the Consumer Electronics Show, and a lot of interesting tech came out. Some cool, some not so cool, and we're just gonna kind of do some little quick fires and see what we feel about some of the big stuff and how it relates to gaming and tech and all that jazz. I don't want a quick fire. Well, too bad. So the first one is... I didn't want Kitty Corner, so deal with it, buddy. Haha. So the first one is another experiment by Microsoft, and it's called the Xbox Illumi Room. <laughs> it already sounds gay. Hey, hey, this is going to be awesome. And anybody out there with cats, nail down your furniture. Cause <laughs> nail, down, nail down everything valuable in your house, because if you get this... And this thing goes off, your cats are going to go nuts. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, just imagine a giant projector just, like, making your room where you play Xbox into, like, a giant TV, I guess you could say. But it's different because the TV picture is still on your TV. So it's still there, but then they have other projection image around the TV. So, like, when you're when shots fire and they go off the TV screen, they're going to go all the way across your room. Or when you pass orbs or something, you'll see them on, like, a shelf or you'll see something over there. They had a, a kart racing game where it was snowing, so the whole room was snowing. Oh, yeah, I'm, cat crazy. I mean, we're, we are getting into, like, the rest of it's going to be, like, this virtual reality uh, stuff. I mean, I'm sure your cats will go crazy for it, but the point is, are you going to go crazy for it? Yeah, and Is it, is, is it going to be one of those things where, like, the move and the connect where it's just not supported? Well, like guys, it, could, it could just go fall by the wayside. Do you guys remember when those TVs came out a while back and they made a big deal because they had like the color around the edge and like kind of the base color of what right, you were watching? Right, it's enhance it. It's like right. taking that and putting it on steroids. And, yeah. Uh, Is this being projected now? We said big projector, but it, I thought you said it was coming from the Kinect. Well, I, I don't. I don't think it's coming from the Kinect. No, it's 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 probably I mean, some it's some random uh, new technology that they're working on. Based on based on what I saw, it looks like it's just going to be some cheap projector that you're going to have to link to your TV somehow. It's probably wirelessly connected to the Xbox, I hope. And then you have I'm to put sure. it above Connect your... Connect 2.0, maybe. Yeah, you have to be put it above your couch because it was projecting forward. And it's weird, yeah, because they had, like, if you you can look at a video on YouTube, just search for it, but it, they were scanning the room before you played, so they were kind of getting a sense of the play area to make it fit. I guess. like, Xbox, go big. That's but, why I think it was Connect. Yeah, or well, it, it, you could command it with a Connect, and then it'd be wirelessly, you know, connected to the 
to the whatever yeah. it is. So, I mean, we, that's really all we know. It was just a quick teaser, and I'm sure the tech will change. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you remember Microsoft Surface was originally, like, a big table, right. and now it's just a little tablet. <laughs> you never know what I'm this sure is going to be. I'm sure it's to change a lot, because to get a project, I mean, you can barely see... I know when you know TVs were first out, like LCD TVs, they were like washed out and stuff like that. And you still have that problem today. Well, projectors, it's even worse. If anyone has messed around with projectors, you need a super dark room for this yeah. TV. But when it works, it's awesome. But yeah, it's, it takes a lot of tweaking. Why don't you just piss all over it, Jack? I do. I will. This is it, this is haters' corner. You know, welcome. <laughs> we just got out of Kenny's corner. Now, now the gloves are off. Well, we're gonna we're gonna give Jack a little more fuel to his fire and talk about Razor's Edge or the Razor Edge, which is a Windows 8. Windows (laughs) tablet that is made for gamers. You may have seen pictures of this. It's basically yeah, just a Windows 8 tablet, but it's it's kind of a pretty decent gaming uh, PC, and it has kind of controller sticks built into the case, so you can take gaming on the go. Yeah, they snap snap on. on. And you can play on live, like all those streaming games. You can play anything from Steam. I mean, I'm sure you can't play like the new Crisis or any of these crazy intense games, but I think it's going to have a pretty good System. It's going to be a solid system because I saw it and it's like three inches thick. It's like a brick. Yeah. And it costs guess what thousand bucks. Hello, it does. Yeah. So it it could be it could be interesting. It's like something to keep your eyes on. Like I I mean that stuff is good. Like I mean maybe you just want a computer, but it's nice that they're they're giving you a lot of options of like where you want to play. Well, that I mean that's the problem with PC game. I mean you can get so much more in consoles now for a thousand dollars than just getting. Okay, you get it like a PC, like a super chunky tablet. I mean, well, you know, I I think it has a lot to prove to itself, just like this Xbox Aluma Room. Well, yeah, you guys keep your eyes on that. I'll keep my eyes on my cats going ape shit chasing <laughs> yeah, virtual. That was, no. that's, that's probably worth it just in itself. <laughs> that's just gonna be the sheer like cat factor. I wouldn't even play the game. I'll just watch the virtual snow. Watch them just go flying through the room. <laughs> your cats to go ape. All three crazy. of us have cats, by the way. Yeah. So uh, just buy just buy like a five dollar laser pointer. <laughs> no way, that's not as fun. But actually, Jack did mention virtual reality before, so we're going to talk about something that's been in development for a long time called the Oculus Rift. It is a, yeah, basically a goggles type thing where you just put over your eyes. Not, I mean, you can't see through them, it's closed or whatever, but they, the screens are kind of taking over your eyes. You'll be blind. And, yes, you'll be blind. And it's hopefully going to give you the experience that people have been dreaming about since video games came about of actually being in the world yeah it's it's just another virtual reality machine you put you put it on your face and then you look at it and they've done this with the virtual boy they've done it i don't know how many times tried and failed the virtual boy was like black and red i mean that was it not was virtual reality. It, it was terrible but they've done this also before tennis. i've seen the other tech where they have the little uh the little screens on the glasses where you can carry your computer in your backpack and you can, like, do it that way. That hasn't caught fire, and that's been around for a couple of years. Nobody knows about it because they don't care about it. Exactly. But this, I mean, this has been getting a lot of buzz lately, and <laughs> it's it's kind of cool because when one of the demos, they showed off, like, Skyrim at it, and, I mean, you actually felt like you were in Skyrim. Like, when you move your head, the, the camera moves. So, like, when you're looking at something, you're actually looking at it. So I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure it'll, like, give people a lot of headaches and make people dizzy, but... If it, if it no works, way. it could be cool. You I'm get, just picturing you definitely get vertigo. I think I'm just picturing my wife looking at me going, "Hey, RoboCop, you're about to walk down the stairs, idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. gonna be. You're about to walk into the wall, stupid. Again, I mean, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's gonna be controller based. So you're, you're not gonna, gonna be running around. RoboCop again, walking around. Again, Bill has the angle of how can I have like pain or make something crazy happen to people? I know. Yeah, but that, like that is gonna be 
weird because imagine like if you're waiting, if you like, if you live with roommates or if you live with a girlfriend and they want to mess with you and you're just sitting on the couch like, uh, and moving your head all around, like that could cause problems. I know I'm being pretty harsh on the tech, but you know, I watched Star Trek, I watched the holodeck, you know, everything went bad on the holodeck, but it was still pretty cool. And and until we get to that point, I don't know how impressed. You mean when Captain Kirk was kicking ass? Is that what you were watching? Uh, No, no, Captain Kirk was fat. Remember, (laughs) we already went over this. No, Captain Kirk's fat now. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about some tech that I know is just going to revolutionize the industry. Like, I mean, this is something that I've been wanting for probably my whole life, and it's really going to make a world of difference. And it's called Game Skunk. Have you ever wanted? Well, my Kirk game is smell. Yes, this is for some reason someone is bringing smell vision to our video game. Stop it! Whoever you are, please go away. Get I mean, hit I by guess, a bus. I something. guess if you're playing like Cooking Mama and you want to smell some food, it could be cool. But imagine if you were playing Gears of War and you're chainsawing monsters and blood what? and guts are everywhere and you're just smelling playing all that. Madden or Fight I mean, Night. Why, you why smell like you dude smell sweat. any video game? I don't. I don't get it. You I know what's going to happen? You know what? The first indie game will be oh the fart game, and and that's it's just it's all going to go bad. I mean. It makes it would make a little more sense if this was like a hollow deck like in Star Trek where everything was part of it. But when it's just the smell and you're just like getting these smells, it's, it's so like what it's the? It's so stupid. It really. Is. I mean, because okay, guess what they have to do to make this happen? They have to have like little scent packets or some kind of reloaded cartridges, and you're gonna have to like load up your scent machine or something like that. It's not like, you know, it's just going to be electronic scents Oh, and there's going to be like Big Brother's peeing in it. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be like... Little brother goes to think he's going to smell a flower. You load up your garbage scents and you're like, oh, wait, motor oil, uh, gunpowder, maybe a couple like grass or flowers or something. You know, there's not a whole lot of that in first-person shooters. Plus, Picard didn't have Spock to hang out with, and Spock's a badass, so suck that. I wonder in the games they have, like, right. <laughs> what the heck are we talking about? <laughs> I'm not done with that <laughs> argument, man. <laughs> right, I'm like, done now. Sp- <laughs> Spock, I mean, it's, you had Data. You had Data in the other one. Oh, so Data. Come data on. was way better than Spock. Christ, he was a calculator. He was a same difference. He, I don't know. Spock could just pinch you and you're done. Whatever. Like, you couldn't you couldn't pinch him. He was Data. an android. He didn't have the nerve. Data was like, I'm painted silver. Data Look took me, over you know. the whole freaking Star Apple Trek thing. argument. Data closed. looked like a bad Mardi Gras. Eh, eh, you lose. <laughs> I'm cutting you guys short because right. you guys can argue about it the whole time. And we all got right, important guys, stuff right, to talk about. All right, all right. Just send in your comments. Let people decide. We're going we're gonna to start this. It's never going to end. Yeah, that one guy. We'll have a double advocate for you guys. We'll, we'll, we'll set some time aside, Worf. but... For now, let's talk about some more relevant news, because Star Trek is old news. That's a movie. That's awesome. Yeah, but, there's a new movie coming yeah. out. We were talking about that last week. Yeah, it was Reddit it? Captain Kirk and Spock. Thank well, you very much. Well, that was the new... They had to revamp it and redo the whole thing, because the old was, like, dry and old and terrible. We're not going to make another one with no dancing boy, bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. All right. Let's keep going. Yeah, so let's talk about some pretty exciting news that was almost even more exciting, but we actually get the first hint of the ever-elusive Steam Box. By Valve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's a co- there's a company a, a company called XI3 that is like does PC like hardware modding and different <laughs> things like that. It's not attached to the Skunk Vision or <laughs> Game Skunk, is it? I mean, who has a bunch of sweaty gamers and sense? Then you got a Steam Box. Who comes up with this stuff? And meanwhile, why are we delaying getting to the Steam Box to talk about Star Trek? This is way better. Hey, I was done with it. You just brought it up again. All right. So, anyway, Valve invested in XI3 and are bringing this very small gaming PC to the masses. 
going to take full advantage of Steam's big picture mode, which makes navigating Steam on a TV much easier and is hopefully going to make that barrier to entry for console gamers who are kind of afraid of PC gaming a little easier. I don't know necessarily afraid is it is just like a different feel, and hopefully they'll bring the feel of console gaming to the console gamers. Yeah, I just say afraid because like, you're afraid when you get a PC that it's going to be outdated in like a week or something, and a lot of games that you want to play and you put the money down, and then you have to buy a, dri- a different, get a different driver, or buy a different graphics card, and it's like, oh my god, this is horrible. Yeah, it is nice that it's like specifically designed for this, so you definitely know it's going to work, which is something you get with consoles. You know when you pop that game in, it's supposed to work, and it's going to work with PCs, you know, system requirements, uh, minimum system requirements, and everything else. It kind of gets to be a hassle, unfortunately. Yeah, and this is not, and it's important to note that this isn't the the fabled Steam box, but it's a very, very right, good step in the right direction that it is coming because this is obviously their first entrance. And in all honesty, I'd have to say watch out consoles like Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony because if, this, if Valve does this right and makes PC gaming that accessible, like it's gonna, that could be a huge, huge danger to these big three companies. Oh, dude, I hope they do too because uh, I would certainly want to get one if that was the case. Yeah, also, it's important to note that the, like the graphics of the current PC are probably going to be equivalent of the next-gen consoles are pretty close. So, I mean, PC gaming evolves rapidly while consoles are somewhat stuck. I mean, you could work with the tech and stuff, but PC gaming graphics are pretty crazy. Well, if it's something that you can keep upgrading to to keep up with that, uh, I think that they might have a really good good idea on their hands here. Yeah, they actually showed that it's, it's, it's very easy to take out the graphics cards and the hard drives and things, so you can upgrade it and ex- access that pretty easily. So they're going to make it yeah, as easy as possible, which is something I think is very important. That's pretty cool. I'm a big fan of you know Stout, uh, Valve and uh, Steam, and uh, they haven't had a whole lot of missteps. So I think it should be should be pretty good. I just hope they bring out Half-Life 3 suit or something. That game needs to come out. It's been like so many years in the making. Oh well, the one misstep, Team Fortress 2. Don't do something like that. You know a how lot much of money pe- that's made though. Yeah, <laughs> a lot that of is not a mistake. You may people, not like. I know it. love it. I know a lot of people that love that game. I I can't stand it. I don't like the, the art style how they did that. Yeah, but. I've, I know a lot of people that would disagree with you. I mean, yeah. I, I tried out. It wasn't really for me either, but, I mean, people are obsessed with that game. Classic's better. Sorry. <laughs> What's better? The original, the classic. Oh, gosh. Okay. So do you normally like the classics better than the next generations? Uh, Sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> nice segue. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. We're actually going to go into some next-gen talk because yes. there was some analyst who thinks he's, oh, so smart. No, but he might be. You never I know. I think he might be. Yeah, I know. His name's Colin Sebastian, and he's an analyst at Baird Equity Research. And he says that he's been working with developers and distributors and been gathering a lot of this information and seems to be pretty confident that we're going to be seeing the next PlayStation and Xbox somewhere in October, November, and they're both going to launch at 399 Yay! Yeah, I don't... I did talk to Sony yesterday, although be it just one of their reps... But uh, the reps don't know when it's coming out, or they're just sworn to secrecy. And she told me that they're going to work on the Vita, and it's all it's all, it's all, it's all <laughs> I know, lied to you. I know to bring that up again. She that that can of you. worms here, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something that uh, you know I didn't really I didn't really believe because I think the Vita they. I, they're going to give up on it, I think. I know. I think I'm telling <laughs> I you. I did. I'm telling you, PS4 and Vita. That's going to be Vita's saving grace. Is the PS4. I'm telling you, you wait. In fact, I even wrote an article for our website about the 
breakup with the beta that should be posted soon. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, check out the website. It's very honest. It's cool. Yeah, so I mean, uh, this this news in itself, I mean, it's it is good news, and I'm sure it's reliable because these sources know what they're talking about. But that was kind of expected. I mean, holiday season, and you know that Sony's not going to launch the system at 600 like it did last time because that's just ugh. well. The part that jumped out was the fact that they're talking about announcing them in March instead of oh, yeah. everyone assumed it would be at E3, yeah. and that they the fact that he thinks they're going to each have their own separate event way ahead of time. Yeah, they're kind of going that. A couple months away. They're kind of going the Apple route, and like they're going to make the spotlight just on them. And I, I know if they did at E3, the spotlight would be on them too. But you still have to share it. But when you get that event that's just you and showcasing it, that can well, it could either make or break you. Because if oh, it's yeah. disappointing, then you're going to be like, uh, well, that sucks. Well, when the slim models come out, and I mean they're they're just slim and slim, and you know. They're so cheap, you know the next generations are on the corner. Yeah. It's just oh, yeah. It's it's, I mean, people can't talk about it yet, but, I mean, it's so obvious that it's coming. I'm ready. But now we're going to go to his second prediction that is going to feed these guys fire yet again, and I'm going to have to take some beating. But he predicts that Nintendo could be forced to just give up on the Wii U. No, I mean, not necessarily give up, but just kind of <laughs> say, you know what? We made a mistake. We're going to cut our losses. And you know what? Let's bring our franchises. Let's bring Zelda. Let's bring Mario. Let's bring all these two different publishers. Like, let's bring it to Xbox. Let's bring it here. Because they just he just doesn't think that the Wii U is going to compete. He thinks it's going to be dead in the water. And that all these franchises that we know and love are just going to go multi-platform. Uh, I, I can't wait to play Mario on the Xbox. I, I think they should go multi-platform. I mean, I know in high school I was able to play Mario on my graphing calculator. So... And I don't, you, I don't you think that was, I don't think that was brought by Nintendo. No, no. It was the emulator. You could do that. You can do that on your phone now. Oh, you yeah. can play Mario wherever you want. Emulators. Illegally. Ooh, illegally. Ooh. Yeah, but uh, this is one prediction that I Master am not. Jack. <laughs> Master Criminal Jack. Master Criminal playing Mario on my cell phone. Oh, my goodness. I know. This is on record. This is actually one that I'm not so keen to agree on. Because I think he's dead on. Sorry. Well, of course you do. No, I, I mean, I, I honestly, I believe that the Wii U is not going to come close to the next generation consoles, and it is going to be beat, but I still think there's a market for it. And, I mean, Nintendo consoles go through this cycle every time. Like, they start off, they're like, eh, well, except the Wii, but that was that was crazy. They're like, eh, this is okay, the games aren't that great, but once we get the Zelda, once we get the Metroid, once we get all these other first party, and maybe they're working on a brand new IP, which would be extremely exciting, because we haven't seen and those rare. in a while. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's it's going to be... That's going to be when we're really going to see the life of the system. And I think it's way too early to make this prediction. And in all honesty, though, if they would bring these games to other consoles or whatever, I think the best or the best chance is going to be to, like, iOS or to Android, where you can play Pokemon or you can play Mario on your phone. Because it's, it's just find it so hard to believe that they're just going to throw the white flag and give all their IPs to Nintendo and or sorry, <laughs> to Microsoft and Sony. Because, first of all, Nintendo has a lot of money. And they know what they're doing, and I, I I still believe in them. I think they do a good job with their uh, handhelds and stuff like that, and uh, they have good ideas. It's just that uh, sometimes they just get poorly executed, and um, you know I don't know. I, I feel bad for them, but you know I was a Nintendo fan from the very beginning. But uh, you know when something's better, you just kind of have to move on. Yep, yep. Did that a while ago, and I just. I think the Wii U should have been out two years ago. I think that they are right. going to be so left behind that they're, they're going to get that market for the young kids, maybe. Right. They're going to have to do price drops to do it. Yeah. And there's going to be a few hardcore Nintendo fans, but 
the mainstream of gaming is going to go to next gen and they're going to be left behind. And I think at some point they're going to have to bail out and and start letting some of those games I be think, sold on other systems. Yeah, I think they have a, a huge threat. I mean, who's who's playing their Atari still? Uh, you know, right? I mean, I, <laughs> that's I think, what it feels like. Almost. I think they're they're on their way uh-huh. to becoming handheld and software developer only. I, I just I hate to say it in a way. Hey, I, I, I hope they prove us wrong. <laughs> you guys wrong. Adam, Not stop believe. crying. We're sorry for beating oh, up on Adam. God, too. Horrible. <laughs> no, I, just, I would love for him to. Hey, I, I want to play the best stuff out there. I would love to see them have uh, some tricks up their sleeve and just surprise everybody and uh, all, more power to it. Yeah, and I'm just saying, I, knowing the track record of Nintendo and some other systems that suffer at launch, I think that, like I said, we haven't seen anything of what the Wii U is capable of. Like, very, very little. Like, I think it's still going to have some life when these consoles come out. Been saying that about the Vita for a while, too. and PS4, baby. PS4. Eh. Can anyway, we we're going to take a break from gaming to thank our sponsor. For you, the listeners of The Gamer's Advocate, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And luckily, Bill is feeling a little better, so he's going to give you one of his recommendations. A uh, little better. We'll go with that. A little better. Um... I am going to go with another book by Stephen King. I know I've uh, recommended it a few weeks back, but um, this one's a little different. This one's called Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, and I absolutely love this book. It's read by Craig Wasson. Um, this isn't so much a normal Stephen King horror story. It's about a guy that finds a basically a portal, not a portal so much as a time slip, and he decides to go back and try to stop the Kennedy assassination. And a fantastic book. Couldn't recommend it any any more highly. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah, so I always love those historical, fiction-y type books. To get some truth and get some background to kind of relate to, but then just take a crazy different angle. And, and you know, a part of that is there's always been this theories is was he the only shooter? Yeah, exactly. Did he even do it at all? And, and it... You kind of get the. I feel like you'll have the freedom to explore those concepts more. And if you more change that past, what does that mean for the future? Butterfly the effect. It's so it's it's one of those kind of books that makes you think, and it's done in a way that only Stephen King can do. Yeah. So to download that book or any other book, I mean they have over a hundred thousand. So check it out. Go to audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate for your free audiobook. And now back to our show. Hey everybody, we're going to continue with yeah. the next gen talk. And talk about a game that was kind of just announced. Well, it's it's been mentioned before, but we finally got a real teaser. And it's made by CD Projekt Red, who is known for the Witcher franchise. And this game's called Cyberpunk 2077. Looks freaking awesome, but it's one of those ones that it, it looks great, and then you find out it's probably a couple years away, and it's that's a little bit of a letdown, though. We did find out it's going to be like 2015. Yeah, there's like a fr- there's one frame where if you slow it down, like I don't know, some crazy <laughs> fan found it. Yeah, they they made it. They found out that it's probably going to be in 2015, but they don't mention that it's Xbox 360 or PS3. They, I mean, it's clearly next gen. So it's always exciting to get that news because since we're in a period of like so secret, so much secrets and no information being released, it's always good to say. Hey, we can expect to play this on our next console. But is that gameplay though, or is that because you can do? I, it looks like cinema. Oh yeah, no, it's there's it's not gameplay. It's not. But, but see, the you exci- can make but, yeah. CG like that for. But the, the exciting game thing, now. the exciting thing is that with every jump in the console generation, we're getting closer to where that is what our games are going to look like. So it's something sure. to say that maybe it will look close to that because these next systems are going to be very very powerful. 
I'm sorry though. I can't get super excited about a game that's coming out yeah, years exactly. from now. I mean, it's it's just it's just always good to see those next gen. And it did look cool though. Yeah. It, it looked cool. Though. But a game that we we've loved and we've talked about before, Far Cry Three. Yeah, yeah. It kind of was released that the main villain was not always the calm, psychotic, crazy villain that we all have experienced. He was originally imagined as this giant brute. Like very strong, he had a knife, he was bald, he had scars, all this stuff, and he would just intimidate you. But they kind of made a change. They were like, you know what? I mean, when you have a guy like that's that strong and is walking around like he's the like the best of the world, you kind of know what to expect. But what they did with this Voss, they made him so unpredictable, and that's, I think, a lot scarier. That's a lot creepier because you don't know one minute is he going to do something to help you out, or is he going to start trying to stab you or kill one of your friends right in front of you. Yeah, the guy's, like, bipolar. I mean, he'll, Seriously, he'll, yeah. his mood swings have mood swings, and yeah. that that makes him just that much more dangerous. Yeah, he's game. not, like, calm, psychotic. He goes, eat poop bananas, and then, like, he's, like, totally mellow. And he's like, oh, wait, I'm going to go crazy again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've seen Inglorious Bastards, but the guy who plays, or Christoph Waltz, his character, I mean, he's, like, the nicest, friendliest guy. He's so, like, generous and amicable and everything, but then... I mean, you flip a switch, and this guy will just murder you and your whole family. And I mean, obviously, he's a Nazi, so he's a bad guy. But, like, those characters, like, they have so much depth because, you, like I said, you don't know what to expect. I mean, it makes it just so much more intriguing to watch because you're like, what the hell is this guy going to do next? I, I think uh, that enemy made Far Cry 3 way better than than what it was. I mean, or else you'd just be just an island, run around, having fun, of course, but just that extra set of depth made it like a rock star game like Grand Theft Auto type of character acting that you'd expect from that, which I didn't expect coming out of Far, Far Cry, but uh, it was there and it was awesome. Yeah, it was really well done. He He's, I think, one of the best villains that I can remember in several years, really. Yeah, for sure. And now another Except game... one of those Pokemon dudes. <laughs> Snorlax. Snorlax. <laughs> Scyther's the best. Scyther's the best. Yo, watch out. Mewtwo, though, too. Sometimes it's Charter. Abra, Abra, Kadabra, Alakazam. Those guys. I mean, those will, they will mess you up. <laughs> Do they have Presto, I don't know. too? So, I hope somebody's freaking out about this right now. They're like, yeah, I know awesome. there's Pokemon fans out there. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Well, let's talk Not about it. something a little more gritty <laughs> to stop this kitty corner chit chat. Fallout 4 was almost announced. I almost care. Exactly. Now, this this is exciting in the fact because the voice really. actor of the Galaxy News Radio DJ, 3Dog, confirmed that he will be reprising his role very soon. But don't aren't they supposedly working on an MMO? Yeah, they are, which so this could that be. Might but not be Fallout but I mean, we haven't heard from about Fallout in a while. And we, there was some tidbits that the next game's going to take place in Boston and everything. So, I mean, sooner or later it's going to be announced because uh, we had a like Jack and Boston. me personally had a problem with New Vegas because it just felt like an expansion to Fallout 3. It's I mean, a, it's, it's the same game. I mean, I don't I really don't want to no, get this and I'm not excited about it. It's unfortunately, not the same because game. Wait, you're, it's I feel like this is going to blow it. It's blow not it the same. Water. It wasn't they the same to, game. It had like three times the glitches. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Had. But it's this the is the same enemies, the same weapons. Yeah. They just added on a bunch of different bullet features. Fallout 3 was so good. And I, I love that. Fallout game. 3 was really good and it had a good plot. 
The other one is like, okay, you were left for dead in a grave in Fallout New Vegas. It's like, who cares? I, I didn't. But this is, I mean, this news is exciting because Bethesda allowed this tweet. Like, this wasn't some, like, rogue vigilante Twitter man that's who why, that's was, was releasing stuff. I mean, they said, the they, they said, you know what? You can say that you're going to be reprising your role. So, I'm hoping. I mean, 3Dog was cool, and I really liked him in Fallout 3. Well, that's why I played Fallout 3. I don't know if I want to just play a game so I can listen to Three Dog again on the radio. He was, I liked him, and the, the music in that game, oh, loved that's, it. That's what, the music in Fallout 3 was that awesome. Like made the game but that's a lot. exactly why I don't think it's for Fallout 4. That's, that's, that tells me even more than it's probably Maybe it's not. just for the MMO. It yeah. could be. I don't know. I don't really I don't think care so. I, I mean, Yeah, I don't either. I mean, it's this game is going to be on next gen. It's going to be coming, because Fallout 3 came out, what, 2008? I don't even know. It was a long time ago. Yeah. But so that, I mean, obviously not much news, but always exciting to get those little tidbits. So let's jump in to our devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah, so we are going to be talking about, like I said, the trend of survival horror games. Like they used to be about the scares and they used to be about the slow moments and creeping around and all this stuff. And even, in a sense, some bad controls making it scary, which is like a staple of the Resident Evil franchise where you couldn't shoot while walking or anything. But a lot of these games, like it started with Resident Evil 5 and especially Resident Evil 6, where these games lose sight of what made them great. And they try and be so much more action-y because Call of Duty sells 6 billion trillion copies. So these games are trying to make their games like that because they think that's what people want. And in a sense, that's going to ruin games. So in this Devil's Advocate segment, we're going to take a side and we're going to argue. Bill's going to take the side of the survival horror and why he thinks that we should keep that genre alive. And I'm going to take the side of more action, more adventure, because that's where the trend is going. Even though you've been proving my point. I know, I know, exactly. And this is the thing, like, I agree with Bill. Like, I think it should be survival horror. But, um, hey, that's what this devil's advocate about. Spoiler alert. Hitler's going to win. Exactly. Hey, I'm going to prove that I could debate anybody. Give us a break. It's a discussion. No, that's the whole point of this devil's advocate, where we want to stretch our brains and say, you know what, maybe we don't agree, but... I'm going to argue, and I'm going to make you think that I believe that action should be the way. And I'm just a wild card sitting over here. Yeah, he's like Switzerland. He's just neutral. I don't like Switzerland. Quit calling me Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, but Jack's going to just come in and kind of give points to either side. Account? I'm going to let Mr. Bill go first, because I'm a gentleman, and I'd like him to say why he thinks this stupid genre of survival horror should win. <laughs> All right, Um. very clearly, I remember last week when we were talking about our gaming moments and, and the ones that stuck with me the, when it first came up obviously I went with uh, two of them from the original Resident Evil but I could have gone on and on and the more I thought about it the more I thought that the majority of them were all from survival horror games I know you never played Silent Hill 2 did you? I did not that was one of those games that you could go and not encounter any monsters have to do any fighting and it made you feel sometimes terrified Sometimes it made you feel just downright dirty and and just horrible. And there's times it just made you sad for some of the people in there and, and times you just wanted to get away. But there there's a feeling of going down a hotel or an apartment building and all you see is what your flashlight shows. And it's sometimes it's not seeing all these tons of monsters coming at you. Sometimes it's what might be right around the corner, what might be just there. You turn and you see the tail end of something taken off and that feeling of going around that corner or or in the Resident Evil games when you go to that door and that loading screen comes up and then you hear that door opening and you have no idea what you're walking into. And I think getting away from that has really ruined what those made those games so great and and so loved by people to begin with. The fear factor's gone. As a wild card, I I do have to agree with the 
bill there, and I know people who are fans of scary movies and stuff like that. If you haven't played a scary video game, do yourself a favor and just do it because, I mean, that's that's at like a, I think another level. It's like interactive, getting oh, yeah. getting scared, getting being like you know your your hands start sweating and you start like feeling it because you got to protect this character that's in the game, which is you know running around just trying to survive. I think that's what made Walking Dead so great too because. You know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, take a shot. <laughs> but, I mean, just to go back to that, game of the year, I mean, it's because it was survival. They did mix in a little action in there, you know, but that wasn't the point of the game. It was the, kind of the thrills. And it wasn't even as scary as a true Resident Evil or, or something like that, too. So it even... Well, and there's there's different, there's different kinds of games, even in that genre, too. There's the... Silent Hill 2 that screw with your mind and screw with reality is what you're seeing real. Then there was games like Doom 3 or Dead Space where it's more at the when you least expect Sci-fi something horror. or right. something just jumping out and giving right. you the jump scare. Right. Then there's games like Resident Evil who had both. I mean, what the the really good Resident Evil games on 4, which is one of my all-time favorites if not my all-time favorite game, they started to add a lot more action, but there were still had its moments a- after that. Right. I, and, and again, don't get me wrong, I like Resident Evil 5. I had fun playing it, but when I think of Resident Evil, I think of the first two games and Resident Evil 4. I mean, those are the ones that just always will stick with me. And Silent Hill 2, anybody out there that's played Silent Hill 2 knows exactly what I'm talking about. There's different endings. None of them are great. There, I mean, there's some that are better than others, but you don't get the perfect happy ending in that game. And, and it's so just this, this hopelessness in that throughout that game that you have to deal with on top of Pyramid Head, which was the creepiest person I've ever seen in a game. All right, all right, enough for your rambling. I don't really care about all this garbage. Because <laughs> I already won. Exactly, no. Um, you know, I, I can agree with all that stuff. But you know what? A lot of what made those games great, in a sense, like I said, like I was mentioning earlier, was the lack of technology. I mean, a lot of these games, like, you were in a static background, and you couldn't really move, and you couldn't really shoot. So a lot of the fear and tension came from not being able to control the character the way you wanted. I mean, when all these games come forward, they added, like, I know Resident Evil 6 sucks, but they added a lot of, like, sliding, and you can shoot while you're on the ground, and you can shoot while you're walking and different things. And that makes it, I mean, that's real. Like, you, I mean, you, you can't, you're allowed to shoot when you walk. Like, it's, it's not illegal. You're not gonna have a very good aim. Well, yeah, but ass. hey, but still, you can you can do it. But you know what? Dead Space Two is a an incredible game, and you know what? That game still messes with your mind, and that game still has its moments, but it's full of action. It has that pacing. It has those tight controls. It has upgradable weapons. It has all these things that make it a wonderful action game, and it still has those moments. But you need these games that are gonna take the technology forward and not be stuck in the past. So Dead Space 2, you're saying, has a good mix that well, that, that is more actiony but still has all that stuff. Right? Yeah, I mean, maybe three others. Three others? Resident Evil 6. No. Resident no, Evil 5. There's nothing scary about Resident Evil 6. Not a whole lot scary about Resident Evil 5. Yeah, I mean, I there's really, but that's the thing. There's really not that many survival horror games anymore. But you know what? Like what these Call are old. For. I mean, these these games that's are old. That's for. why because maybe they're not selling. Maybe they're not doing that. Like, I want you to name me three survival horror games that are actually coming out now. Um, actually, from what I've seen of Dead Space Three. Well, like well, that's more, that's more yeah, actiony yeah. though. I mean, no, the, no, the no, wild no, card. No. I'll jump on well, Adam's on, Adam's side. Let me let me. He, let me answer the question. Right. I'm going to let you finish. Um, yeah, Kanye, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I'm Taylor Swift? I don't know. Am I pretty? 
Not with yeah. that, but do donk. <laughs> no, be from what Kim I've Kardashian. seen, Dead Space 3, even though it is co-op and stuff, that they are trying to get more to that horror side of it again. Am I wrong in that? I mean, maybe I'm just interpreting no, you're not. Wrong. you're not wrong in it, but this is what happened with Resident Evil. Resident Evil 5 is Dead Space 3. It's co-op. When you're with somebody and when you have that person with you, you it's not scary. Is yeah, it is, it is. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, what, like, like when, you're, when you're not co-op, well, like parts. John Carver, I mean, I'm sure there'll be, there'll be parts where you're by yourself, but he's with you and he's going to be, I mean, hopefully a smart AI because they've been working on it, but they bring that because they want people to play together. They want that co-op and that inherently takes out the scariness of it when you have that friend by your side. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was Resident Evil 6. I mean, they they made every campaign co-op because that's what people want. That's what people enjoy doing. They're getting away from Not this really. single player. That's thing. what they think they enjoy well, doing, but that's yeah. why they're falling apart. But you want you want some other examples? I'll give you one that just, that's out recent and has a big, uh, bigger budget sequel coming out, Slender Man on the PC. I've seen footage of that on YouTube that scared the crap out of me. That Just playing that, just knowing he's right behind you at some point, it's simple. It's It's not that... Well done, really, the first one. But it's that, wh- when is he going to show up? When is he going to get me? When is it going to happen? That terrified people, and it's a huge game. The sequel looks really good. It's got much better graphics. Yeah, but how, I mean, how many people are going to hear that game and really sell it? Like, it's not on the yeah, console. It's, free. it's not on those. So it's free. I mean, but that's, that's not... But that, that proves... Well, millions of people downloaded the first one. Yeah, that, but that proves that there is a market for it. Oh, there's definitely a market for these games. Like that's not a question. But is it a Call of Duty market? I mean, when it comes down to it, these are businesses, and this is where the trends are going. And people want these games, and because they want Call of Duty. Because I mean, I don't know if you like boil it down to its basic, people are like brainwashed by these things, and that's where the market is right now. And maybe it will take that great survival horror game who is bold enough to do that and get out to the masses. But I don't think there's that game right now because. That's not what people are necessarily buying. And we saw with Resident Evil, I mean, they basically ruined your argument because that was the perfect survival horror. I mean, Resident Evil 4 was so incredible. And it had its action moments, but that was a survival horror game. And then they just tore it away. And then it was like, okay, this is crap. And that was like one of the staples of survival horror. So what do you have now besides Slender? But the argument isn't what games are out for it. It's which is better. And you can sit here and and tell me about all the games that are coming out that are action based, but that doesn't make them better than Resident. That moment in Resident Evil Four when you jump down in the pit and you just hear that chainsaw start up and you know, and then you're just they're just jumping in that that panic mode. You don't get that in Call of Duty type Resident Evil games. I played part Resident Evil Six too, and it felt like you were going through a, a cheesy Michael Bay movie, and it was just like really yeah, there's zombies. I'm not afraid of these zombies. I, I had more fear, like like Jack said, in Walking Dead than I did Resident Evil 6, and that's that's a shame. But I hope, I hope somebody is going to figure this out and get back to real survival horror. If not, if they kill this genre because of what they think people want, those games aren't going to sell well, and they're going to die off. People are not going to, you're not going to replace Call of Duty by putting it in every other game. I know that's a trend, and I know that happens in games, but that's what kills so many games. I know that's the problem. Like that Call of Duty, as like well as it sells, and I mean it is a good game. Like there's no doubting that. But it is ruining this genre because every game is trying to emulate that. Every game is adding multiplayer. Every game is adding this high production value, big set pieces, making all this action balls to the wall stuff, and it's it's taking away from these other games. And that's the unfortunate part of this industry is that that's 
that's where these games are going. And like I said, hey, let bring it on. Like if you can get a survival horror game, I love it. But this these games have not been made and they're not really being announced besides Slender, which I'm sure is a great game. But you know what? You know what it's going to come down to? Resident Evil Seven. If they figure it out, if enough, because the sales for Resident Evil Six have been bad. They've even come out and said it. If they get it and realize that's not what people want out of a Resident Evil game, and it finally gets through to people at Capcom, and they do it right, and maybe let Cliffy B jump in like he said he wanted to help fix it, and they come out with this next-gen, just horrible, scary, creepy, and and still have some action in it, too. You don't want to totally take that out. It's still fun. But if they do it right then they can save this genre in other companies, and maybe you'll get another Silent Hill game that's actually good for a change. Well, I think um, Resident Evil is ruining their brand right now. Oh, I agree. Because, I mean, people don't expect to go to McDonald's and get a taco. You know, they want a burger. <laughs> It'd be a McTaco? Mc, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's part of the problem. And, I mean, they are going more mainstream because these, like, AAA titles, like, you know, Call of Duties and these first-person shooters, they sell a ton. I mean you know, Battlefield 3 and everything else. But, see, I think you just ruined what you had. And I don't know how you're going to bring people around back to it. Yeah, and also, I mean, with the Wii U, I mean, they launched with a game called Zombie U, which, like, when they showed trailers, it's like, this game looks pretty scary. I mean, when you die, you're dead. And, I mean, you have to go kill your zombified body to get your guns back. And, like, it's it's all about creeping around corners and conserving ammo. And then the Walking Dead game, Survival Instinct, that's coming up, that's all about sneaking around and taking it slow and, like, taking your time. And all these games are crap. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't played Survival Instinct, but, we like, from, from what we've seen, it's, it's just it's not very promising. And it's unfortunate because, yeah, these people are trying, but they're not trying very well, and it's not voting well for your side. Can you, can you throw in, like, Minecraft as a survival horror? Yeah, you could. I mean, that, that's... <laughs> you got you to you predict yourself at night. I mean, and don't starve. Yeah, that, that could, yeah, that could be a trend. Like, the survival horror is literally survival. Like that's the trick. If people people don't just as quick thing, if people don't want to play Minecraft, just play Castle Miner Z. It's like a buck fifty. It's an you indie game. You already said game. that. Just, yeah, just you made that game. Stop. I know. I want to. I want to throw, throw it back in. I really liked it. Yeah, so their uh, new spo- their Jack's new sponsors is <laughs> whatever yeah. it's called. For as much as we talked about like the Vita and like Walking Dead and stuff like that, I can have two references to a freaking game. <laughs> Fair enough. It is only buck fifty. Yeah. So so like I said, I mean this this un- this is an unfortunate trend because. Yeah, I've been arguing for the past 12 minutes, whatever, about that I love action games, but I don't. I mean, I want I want the survival horror pack because I want to relive, like, those Resident Evil 4 moments and some of the moments in the first Dead Space because it's just, it's great. And I'd like to give big props to my man Adam for taking a stance that he didn't necessarily want yeah, to agree with because we're both very much on the same page on he this. He did a good job, bravo. Yeah, I, no, he, he made a good argument. He didn't make a good argument as to why those games are better, yeah, but he but made hey, a good yeah. argument as to why they're going that <laughs> exactly, way. Exactly, that's sure. the, because that's that's the truth. But yeah, the truth is, I, I think all three of us really would would agree on... I'd love to see another oh, great yeah, resume. Yeah, I, we're all on the same page on that, so... So yeah, let us know what you guys think. I mean, email us at podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Let us know what you think, if you agree with my fake version of myself, or Bill. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to try to claim victory on that because I I, I, th- I don't think that was a fair fight, my man. <laughs> yeah, it was all good. But yeah, I mean, like I said, we're on iTunes. Subscribe us. Give us some lovely ratings to help more people find us. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for us and follow that blue shield. On Twitter, we're at Advocate Gamers. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Adam Bankhurst. I'm at Bill Roberts-ish. I'm at Jack Whittington. 
Yeah, so, it, I mean, you can find, follow everything that's going on in the Gamers Advocate universe. And once again, congratulations, Mike, on winning the $20 gift card. And we look forward to having some more contests and giving back because we love you guys. Oh, yeah, and Mike, I know we play in a couple weeks on the uh, Football Dynasty, so uh, I want to hear more about this story then. And uh, also, before we go, I want to leave you with a song from some good buddies of mine in the band Damn Near Down. Bill Melton and the, and the guys, this is off their Snake Juice album. And I'm very sad that this band broke up just recently. Fantastic band, but the song is called T-Boned. So we look forward to talking to you guys next week. So for the Gamers Advocate, I'm Adam. I'm Bill. Baba Bluey, Baba Bluey, Captain Picard, I'm Jack. Have a great night. See you later, Ding Dongs.